Hello, good people, and welcome to the Brunswick Beer Collective. This is well, this is season eighteen, I think. Though I don't really know whether the seasons mean anything. Um, I'm Chris Shorten. With me is Jeffrey Chi. Afternoon. With me is Paul Christoph. Hello, hello. And with me is Carl Campbell. Howdy. And depending on how this all all works, you're either seeing you're either seeing this as our first ever video because you know everyone else is doing video now. Or you're seeing, or you're just hearing this like a regular old podcast. Yeah, we'll we'll see what it turns out like. So, how are we all doing? How is quarantine life? Yeah, all right. It's yeah, pretty fine. weird. Like it's yeah. I mean, you said it was. I don't know what season is. I'm struggling to figure out what what day it is, what week it is, what an hour it is. Yeah, I kind of need to remind myself, like, you know, every day, yes, you still need to have a shower. Yes, you need to change the clothes you're wearing. Yes, you need to eat, like, all these things that would normally just be kind of automatic. Just, oh, I don't really need to do these things. Like, you know, there's nothing forcing me to do it. Yeah, it's also that weird thing of, like, you know, we're technically on a four-day long weekend. But, yeah. You know, it's like every other day. Still staying at home. Yeah. <laughs> the same yeah. as it has been for the last two weeks. Yeah, yeah that's I, right. I, I had I had colleagues who were like, um, "Yeah, uh, I am just going to," um, uh, who were just like, "Yeah, I'll just keep on working for the long weekend." It's like, yeah, I don't think that's a good idea. Uh, it is an interesting one though, like because yeah, because everyone's working from home. What I've found um, with sort of me and a lot of my colleagues, like just having that, making sure that you have that dividing line between your work day and your non-work day is really important because I thought it's very easy to say. Oh, I can just do this one more thing just because, like, mm. I don't, I don't have to travel like you know, thirty minutes to an hour home, and you know, blah blah blah. Yeah. Um. So yes, yeah, I can. So I in effect, they, with that. In effect, they're getting something more productive. Yeah, more or less productive because it, it's it's obviously a bit shit like for everybody working at home with like VPNs not working and you know internet connections like yours. Mm. The irony that you're the only one who <laughs> works for NBN has the worst internet connection of all four of us. You know all, all that kind of stuff. Yep, so yep. on the one hand, yep, you're probably about. Sorry, you go. It's pretty fucking hilarious. Yeah, so you're probably at about seventy five percent productivity, but then if you're working like you know extra hours, maybe it kind of balances out mm, somehow. Mm. But you know, but you shouldn't have to work extra hours. Like you know, that's that's just yeah. So I think I think yeah, that's that's going to be a bit of a learning point for everybody. Yeah, well, I, I figured that I was. I thought everyone's like, you're going to be less productive. You're going to be less productive, and then when you actually look at it, you're like, wait a minute, I'm doing like two to three hours extra work a day. Mm. Mm. I'm on the other end of the spectrum where I definitely am not doing extra work because <laughs> hard to run a bar from home. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. This bar I'm sitting in here, it's great. There's no dickheads in this bar. You get kicked out if you fall asleep in this bar. It's on the nap list, yeah. It's on the, definitely on the nap list. But definitely when I, when, I, um, when I have to cut people off at this bar, it's, it's a bit harder. <laughs> that's right that's right I, I do I do try and make a point of like sort of yeah sort of being not too liberal with with sort of you know allowing people in this bar just to drink whenever they like because I think that would just lead to sort of you know destruction and, and whatnot mm. oh yeah well, yeah I follow, I follow the proper liquor licensing like yeah only certain times I'm allowed there's a people allowed to drink alcohol in here you know yeah I don't yeah. want to get any of those clients because they're quite ridiculous they are. They are. Um, Paul, can I just flag that clearly you've discovered the virtual backgrounds thing? Yes, I'm at Gabs. Oh, how do we do that? <laughs> where's, 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 where's that setting? 
uh, down the bottom. There's a up where the video is. There's uh, the little up arrow, and then there's choose virtual background. Oh, I see. So this is a uh, this is this is Gab's 2016 to be precise. Right. Back in okay. time. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Indeed. Yeah. I don't think I have any photos close at hand, or at least no beer photos close at hand. Yeah, I can't say I've got beer photos. I've got, as you would have seen from some of our many uh, video calls, very niche Australiana ads and TV shows. <laughs> but I think I found my new favourite one, which is at Chris Amari's Plant Farm. I, yes. Oh, here we go. Nice. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Classic. Yeah. It doesn't quite work. We have a bit too many windows in our house, so yeah. it's always quite overexposed. Uh, <laughs> um, so how is everyone going in terms of drinking in the age of quarantine? That's not been exceptionally difficult, I've found, just, just, <laughs> just to summarise. Well, dr- drinking yeah. a lot more at home. <laughs> yep. Yeah, definitely that. I'm, I'm not sure whether I'm drinking more or less. Or just I notice more because there's obviously, you know, I have to clean up the glasses. I have to, you know, throw away the rubbish. I don't have some, you know, there's not someone being paid to do that. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I, I can say that argument. It's the stock of beers. So, you know, often I'll have a certain amount of space dedicated to beers in the fridge and then either they're in the beer crisper as well or they're on a bench to the side because there's no room in the fridge. But now just that dedicated beer shelf it just has all the beers and it's rotating and there's no beers anywhere else because they're going very fast but i don't think yeah, i'm drinking less i um, don't think i'm drinking more yeah mm. yeah someone asked me the other day trying to be a bit of smart ass like whether i'm um whether i'm sort of drinking um drinking more or less um, at the moment. And I kind of, my answer was like, well, you know, it's probably infeasible to be drinking a hell of a lot more than I already was. So I'm going to say it's about the same. It's just <laughs> at home rather than out. Um, yeah. Like there is, yeah. So there, there is, there is a, there is a shit ton of alcohol in the house just as a result of mass panic buying, like, you know, about a week and a half ago. And so I think we're now in this sort of nice steady state where we can just sort of, you know, consume, reacquire, consume, uh, but still have some left behind in case we, you know, for some whatever reason, we go into like, you know, stage nine lockdown or something. We can't go out anymore. Well, that's when we start hitting the, the uh, bourbon and the whiskey. Yeah. <laughs> I think everybody, everybody has one thing in the house that's like, that's the emergency, like, break, break glass only in the event of emergency. Like, I've got this weird lychee liqueur thing that I've no idea what it is. It expired in 2017. Oh, you mean Soho or... I, so how I'll, 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 I'll grab it in the break and I'll, I'll show it to you guys and you can kind of see yeah. and make, make your own decision yeah. as, as to what it is. But yeah, I'm, I'm, that's, that's my, that's desperation stations if we need to crack that one up. We, we should be okay. Yeah. Well, I've got my, uh, my final bottle of Hibiki 21. Oh, yeah. That yeah, I've been saving for a special occasion. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe quarantine that occasion. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah, I've got, um, I've I, got I a... Think, I, I think go. we've just got cooking sherry. Um, um, and just like a shit ton of cooking sherry from like from when I made a trifle a few years ago. It's probably terrible now. It's either that yeah, or we'll end up with verjuice. Yeah, yeah, that's that's what I've got to get through if we go into heavier lockdown. Yeah, <laughs> and I do have pure alcohol. <laughs> I want to want something. Yeah, Lauren's like, I've got pure. She goes, Oh, it's not pure. It's like ninety nine point four percent or something. 
I literally, I, I took it off. I had to pour it on something to clean. And then, um, so I put the lid back on, like it's going to start evaporating. Yeah. Like yeah. It's that, that's yeah. like, oh shit. <laughs> yeah. And no, I've got a, yeah, I think I've got one. I don't know. You go. Yeah. And no, I think I've got a bottle. I've got a bottle of Nika 12. That's my, that's my like much less uh, expensive mm-hmm. equivalent of Euro Hibiki 21. Uh, that, that, that's the last thing that will get drunk before the lychee martini, whatever the thing <laughs> is. So I work backwards. Hello, Jeff. What about the NT Lager? Um, uh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. That's that's true. Actually, that's if I decide I want to kill myself and I have the NT Lager. Yeah, sure. yeah. <laughs> like that's that, that's a zombie apocalypse level. Of, uh... I think I use it to kill the zombies. I'm pretty sure if I like load that into <laughs> like cartridges and 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 load a shotgun with that, it kills zombies. I'm, I'm reasonably certain. How old is that again? I have no idea. I don't. I don't really want to know. Maybe I'll, I'll go when I go downstairs get the next, the first beer. I'll see if there's a, a date on it. We can uh, we can try and you know I'll get my carbon dating kit out and see if we can figure it out. How much do you reckon your chances of surviving a zombie apocalypse go up for each level higher you live in a building? I reckon a decent um, amount. Although then it becomes getting back into like leaving and getting back into the apartment. How yeah? How solid those um. How solid those sort of entryways and stuff are. Anyway, where were we? Oh, yeah, quarantine beers. Um, well, I've just been, uh, I've relied a lot on, so obviously, Paul, you did the like the order from Mountain Culture, which was very yes. cool. Um, I've been relying on, um, I feel like I single-handedly or um, single-handedly quite digs it, um, helping me survive this thing because they never fail to keep on bringing out new beers. Like, yep, they're, they're just unstoppable. Like the so bloody... Even in the quarantine, they're releasing three new limited editions. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. It never stops. Like, you know, they did the Out of Range and they did that, I, what is it, this hop called Simpo, Simcoe, and then they've just did, I think they're re-releasing... The Fear and Loathing in Bruce Vegas was yeah recent as well. And then they've got like the uh, the Sav Blanc double Nipa they did for Gabs last mm. year or the year before, and then a new triple hazy, and then something else. I I feel like that's kind of what brewers almost will have to do at this point to really like keep afloat because everyone's mm. going to be drinking from home. So the more beers that they can get out into this world, the better. Yeah, I think there's definitely a lot of people who. Um, well, Mr. Banks did, you know, the guys who were part of Carwin Collaborational, mm. a lot of them would have had stuff in the tanks for that because as much as a lot of people were coming out for that, they they were developing a recipe so they could sell a beer for the Collaborational before the people obviously mm. travelled out here. Mm. And they didn't do that for good reason, but then they've still got the ingredients and all that. So they may as well make that special beer. You got all the guys who have their Gabs beers in tank. Mm. Yeah. We've got our fourth pie beer. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what the launch event would have been last Thursday, I think. Yeah. I I think just before I went to Wellington. Mm -hmm. It might end up in cans. It might not. We just don't know at this point. It exists. It definitely exists. (laughs) I was there for the, at least some of the first part of it um, before they added the fruits, I think. 
Yeah, yeah right. But no, there'll be a lot of breweries in that situation. Yeah, with yeah, beers yeah, that were planned for a certain date. And well, I did. I did like that our friend um, Clint um, Pocket Beagles, who does all the design for Froth and for uh, Kirkland Spirits, that he he pretty much put on beer thread. It was like, yep, um, I if people need design work done for these cans that they need, uh, I'll do it for you cheap. It'll be fine. Just um, let me know. Yeah, cool. Mm. Right. So, and theoretically, because uh, I think a lot of us have ordered the the Quarantinis box from Cowan. Yep, yes, that's going to come in. Yeah, yeah. yeah theoretically, we'll a... that's going to have a few things that haven't been released before as well. Yeah, yeah I think there's, there's definitely, I think there's definitely some collaborational stuff in there. You know, obviously being associated with Cowan, and then I uh, yeah, there's definitely some um, definitely some Gabs beers in there. I know at least uh, Venom's Gab's beer is in there. Mm-hmm. Oh, nice. And uh, it's, a, it's a sort of thing where I would be, I mean, I, I ran into this real thing where it's like, I thought to myself, right, I want to just like, once a week, I want to buy from a different brewery and get them, just get it delivered, whatever their freshest thing is. Um, but I feel like the quarantining's box is a good way. If they did it, hell, if they did it once a month, or every couple of weeks, I'd just buy one every couple of weeks, and that would that uh, if it covered twenty four different breweries, then it would might be a good way to support them on mass. Isn't there a thing where you can that that Carwin have a thing where they like send out like a box of interesting stuff like once a month? They're doing so, something um, near and far. Why not something as well? Okay. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I yeah, I just don't. I want I want to find out all the answers on that one. Just so that it's like, because yeah, you do. I mean, I want to support my bottle shop, but in saying that, I want to support like people like Burnley Bruin, who it's like, um, yeah, of course. You know, they're they they're like they're they they're people that you want to say, okay, I want to be able to go there and and they pretty much turn themselves into a bottle shop and pizza joints, and you can even buy their beer. I think it's great. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, I th- that's the thing. I mean, everything that you do now is really about, like, you know, what places do you want to be open when we're all allowed back out again? Mm. That's, that's you know, one of the yeah. some, you know, major considerations. And the government needs to. The government here has been pretty good, I think, in Victoria, with allowing people to do things that would normally be outside their license. Yeah, yeah. I was reading um, a bit of a shitty situation in Adelaide, I mean, with Prancing Pony. Oh yeah. yeah, that's really frustrating. Yeah, so they so, um, I guess for anyone that doesn't know, so South Australia's got a similar thing that we've that we've got here. You know, if you're you're in the city, you've got a brewery, you can do all kinds of interesting things. But the like, Adelaide Hills region has been classified as a tourism region, not like a local business region. So they had this whole thing set up where they had like a drive-through bottle shop and they were doing things, and all the locals were going there, and then they're like, no. Nah, you're, you're a tourism-focused business. You're not allowed to operate like this. You've got to shut down. That's and they're insane. like, that makes we've done sense. everything we're supposed to do. It's bureaucracy and yet that, wild. Suppose they've been, you know, making calls and doing all kinds of things. And it's just been, no, no, no. Just said, uh, why? Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. so dumb. They're clearly not trying to take the piss here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, it's I, also I, a sort of thing where the government will then turn around when all of this is over and Prancing Pony, you know, in, in the worst case scenario, closes and they go, but why are you closing? Yeah. And you're like, well, you put us in this position and they'll just be like, nah, yeah. that definitely wasn't that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I feel like we're going to get a lot of those things where it's like, um, um, uh, the, the, 
there are a lot of things that are happening from the government which are like you know that they're going to be really helpful but a lot of things that are going to slip under the radar like this and then mm-hmm. later on it's like oh actually that did do that didn't it well people don't think it through it's like when wa bought in that uh limit on wine when sort of everything first started going into stage three and mm-hmm. um all everyone did was started buying from online retailers in the eastern states yeah, yeah. and all the western australian retailers like you're just like coming you off just killed us. All our revenue. <laughs> yeah but they did what they then should have done and they pretty much reversed the law in like 48 hours or something so yeah yeah because it was also like it was a silly way of doing things because it was like oh cool you can only buy one slab and three bottles of wine a day you know cool you just wait a day like mm. yeah. but it's also i think it's also per bottle shop so like if you don't wait a day you just go to another bottle shop and just you know just do yeah, it they're not they're not marking your id or whatever no. in fact i think they can also sell it to you at the same bottle shop you just have to walk outside and walk back in again i was talking to some friends from Perth, and they were saying like yeah that that's that's literally how it gets applied it's like it's per session per person it's like it's fucked I, I love because how are you going to pull it? Law's only as good as you know your ability to police it. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's mm. right. Yeah, no one was worried about running out of booze. Like, well, that, that's no, something. Everyone, like, there, there's obviously the panic buyers who are doing that, but like, the producers aren't worried about running out of stuff no. to stock in shop. No, no, they're, they're worried about not being able to sell what they've got. That's, that's, they've got yeah. the opposite problem. Yeah. Yeah, it was. Um, we went to we went to Dan's yesterday, and um, um, it was you. Uh, it felt a people didn't really get how to social socially distance, um, which yeah. was, is seems to be the same with um, supermarkets as well. But B, it was like um, so many people in there just buying up booze because it's like it's, I mean I know it's an Easter long weekend, and it was a day because you know the moment there's a day when you can't buy anything, then suddenly everyone buys. Um, everyone suddenly will flood the stores but it was like you couldn't move for people just buying boots yeah. it was like that's how you yeah. survived yeah people that's just don't true. get the luck back at coles at you know, barclay square yesterday and um there's the sort of the, the dots 1.5 meters apart and they were restricting the amount of people that could come into the store but then if you've got like a couple standing next to each other on the dot and another couple on a dock in front of them then You've got two people not separated, and then yeah, as soon as you walk into the into the store, it's a lot of people are just really not making an effort to be honest. And there's nothing like it's not there's not much you can do as a retailer in that situation other than I guess oh yeah, really infringing on some people's rights. Which, yeah. yeah, and then yeah. you get the opposite from the small retailers. Like yeah, uh, I ducked into Purvis and grabbed that. Uh, the new Mr. Banks Imperial Stout. And while I was in there, I felt really bad because I was like trying to grab stuff off shelves, but they were trying to restock them. So it was just like, oh, hey, man, I need to get there. And he's like maintaining this 1.5 meter distance the whole time. <laughs> it's just like, oh, well, now I walk back to here and he comes back. And then I'm like, oh, but I want something that's right near you. It becomes this weird little dance of like trying to socially distance without yeah, shit. causing too much inconvenience. Well, yeah. I, I I went to um was it the the little bottle shop which is just next to Eddie Castle on uh, Sydney Road, and um they had just sort of 
I think they just sort of reopened with new like social distance and stuff. Yeah, you could, were only allowed five people in there at a time, and there were police in that. And so M waited outside because she's like, no, that, there's no, there's no point in me going in there as well. And so I went in there, and you weren't allowed to touch the fridges. They, they, you said what you wanted, and they went and got it for you. But that's how extreme they were going. Which is, yeah, like, I think that's a pretty good idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, well, that's Black I was just going to say, blackouts was uh, blackouts was similar, but you could go into the fridges or you could reach in. Yeah, that makes it. It's a hard thing with bottle shops because you know, especially the the crafty things and all that sort of stuff. You you go, oh, what's this beer? And you pick it up, and then you're like, oh no, I don't really want that. Put it back down, and then you yeah. might have excellent points of contact. At least if you've got staff doing it, then yeah, you know, yeah, hopefully they're. Yeah, yeah sanitizing. sanitizing and like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. Well, you make everyone sanitize, give everyone a squirt of sanitizer as they walk in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've started um, noticing a lot of places doing that. Yeah. Mm. Well, I've got and a colleague in, got a colleague who lives in Wellington who was saying at the supermarket, like, you walk in, first thing you see is this Murray security guard who basically points you to the hand sanitizer and you better <laughs> fucking use that hand sanitizer. Yeah, they've started doing that at um, Smith Street Woolies. Oh, yeah, like yeah, hand makes sense. And then they wipe down your trolley or your basket before they hand it to you, and then you go yep. in. Yeah, yeah, they're doing that at Coles Barkley Square as well. But do you need a basket, and you get a freshly wiped one? Yeah. Wow. But I mean, uh, I, I think one thing that I've uh, I I wrestle with at the moment is I keep uh, I keep seeing um I'm really conscious because we don't have a car mm-hmm. and I don't really. Um, ride my bike as much as I could and I don't uh, then that I find myself I want to keep it to everything I, I want to minimize so if I want to go to beer mash then it means I have to take a bus and a tram um, um, and it's like well is it, that that means I'm going to do that twice to get there and back and it's like well do I really want to go like do all that exposure for like four uh, four public transport trips um, um, and it, it's it's this conflict because I want to I want to support BMash, you know. I've, I've been going there for years, but in saying that, it's like, what am I what am I risking by doing that? Yeah, it's a hard yeah, it'd be one. Tough, tough without a car. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like I think the last time I was on public transport was maybe about three weeks ago, and it was just like, no, nah, but this is not this is not acceptable to me. Or yeah, but yeah, without a car to be nightmare. Yeah, yeah. It was I, a, I had that annoying period because obviously when my bike got stolen and I was waiting for a new bike to be done, is when this all started to blow up. And I'm like, just shit, of course. get my bike ready because I don't yeah. have to be on the bike. Like, I just started yeah. walking to work, just being like, cool, I'll leave an hour early. I'm like, I'll, I'll take my time getting there because I don't want to be on a bus right now. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Um, I was on a tra- I, I was on a tram like it was my first tram ride in ages and I get get onto the tram and the, um, a couple of stops like I, I'm in there and everybody's a good distance away and then um, like three PTV guys get in and they're pretty much they say to me no no we're not really we're not really checking tickets we're just sort of making sure everyone's socially distanced and then I had this really long chat with this PTV guy who was sort of like we were both like you know. It was like being in a bar and telling the bartender your troubles. <laughs> um, it was like, oh yeah, the socially distancing things doing like this, and then some people they don't they don't even get off the footpath, and it's like, 
it, it, it was cathartic, you know. It was also some people. Like, yeah. Yeah, some people. So I was a loon. I was trying to get a hot cross cruffins. Unfortunately, it was sold out, but it's okay. There are lots of other delicious stuff. But um, their line was, I mean, they've always got a line on a Saturday anyway, but the whole inside's now blocked off. So it's just a little takeaway window. We, yep. And same thing, they've got the hand sanitizer there if you have to pay by cash. And they got everything. It's all, everyone's standing pretty well distancing. A couple behind me were just, there's this guy. It was really annoying. He wouldn't shut up. And, um, but he was like, kept edging forward and he was getting closer and closer. And I'm just like, Dude, like, you know the situation we're in. Like, look at everyone in the line. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. They had a staff, they had a staff yeah. member coming out probably every 10 minutes who was checking everyone and she was telling, and she told them, like, you know, what are you doing? Because it's also, back. like, you're not going to get there faster if you, no. like, start edging no. forward. That's what I don't get. It's just how, how can people still be that ob- oblivious to it all? I think they just yeah, anyway. We could yeah, we could rant on this normal for a while. What's that not? This is, this is a tangent. This is a tangent because it's still yeah, it's, related it's, it's, to the same thing. It's related. It's it's on the it's on the same. Yeah, it's an actual gradient. it's an actual tangent. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's fine. <laughs> I bet not back. I might fall into the crowd. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> I, I always find um like when I walk up from my coffee shop and you just sort of yeah you'll see further on the horizon you'll just see like um. Like you know, as an old person, like seventy plus, like walking towards you, and they're in the middle of the footpath, and it's like, no, get off the road, get off the road, get stay inside, and then I'll walk out to like pretty much the middle of the road just to avoid them. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's just the way of the world. The way of the people world. People are like shifting the side of the pathway. You're like, I'm not offended by that. Yeah, I, yeah, I, that's I know. Right. Probably socially distancing at the moment. <laughs> um, um, I think we should pause and we should um, have some beer. Fine. Sounds good to me. And we are back and we're on to, we're on to our first beer. And this was one that we mentioned, um, we mentioned at the start of the show that Paul did a big order of man culture beers. And this was one of the ones we ordered. And it is, is the Cali. Um, the Cali. Like to, the Cali. Oh, sorry. It is back to Cali. Back to Cali. Back to Cali. It's a limited release. It's a 500 mil uh, bottle. Um, does someone want to tell the story of mountain culture? I think Paul um, probably the best. Yeah. Well, I mean, so, yeah, DJ and Harriet, they're the couple that own it. So DJ was the original Modus head brewer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, he was at um, uh, bu- 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 mind, but mind, but Oscar Blues. Oh, yeah. Before before that, and he sort of came to came to Sydney to help them set up. They created the uh, former tenant and a few of their most famous beers back in the day. But I actually knew them through um. So Harriet, the other half, I was um in Singapore through the city lane years ago on some uh, travel family, and she was there. She was um doing some writing for, for pub- various publications. And so we're there and it was the, uh, the former editor of um, Tiger Air magazine and the person from PR agency on behalf of um, a hotel group over there. And we all got chatting about various things and there was the setup of what we were going to be doing in Singapore. And then the topic of beer came up and she's like, oh, you know, my, my fiance at the time um, is, a, is a brewer. Have you heard of um, Modus? And then 
Tiger magazine guy. He's like, oh, I, you know, I love, um, I love craft beer too. So we end up ditching a bunch of the things that were on the uh, schedule set to us by the hotel group and just doing this like wicked craft beer pub crawl in, in Singapore. So, um, nice. yeah, so that, that turned, that turned out really good. And, um, yeah, they, um, so they're, they're both into a bit of travel and stuff as well, but so DJ left, um, left Modus a little while back now and mountain culture has been something that's on the, been on the books for, a, for a little bit. So it was late, late last year, they set up in a Katoomba in the blue mountains. And as of only well, 10, about 10 days ago, as of recording, they launched their online store, which, um, thankfully ships down to Victoria. So yeah, did the, did the order of their beers as soon as we could and, I've pretty much drunk most of them and including the Kelly, which I was supposed to be saving for today. Well, you didn't oh, know until no. today you were going to be saving it to be, to be fair. No, I think, I think I'm the one that had the idea of saving it and then yeah. drunk Paul's it. Paul's the one who suggested yeah. to save the Kelly. Oh really? Okay. Well in that case, yeah. Yep. Yep. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, um, so I can confirm it's, it's a, it's a delicious beer, but, um, the, uh, Guys from OneDrop, which OneDrop does not work well with the virtual, the virtual backgrounds do not work well with, um, I that. think you need to put it directly in front of you, like in front of your face. Oh, there we go. So thinks I'm, yeah, thinks I'm the beer. So yeah, they sent, they sent a can, they sent some cans of some of their interesting stuff. So they're, um, they're hazy and they're cherry, dark cherry imperial sour, which are really good. But I've also finished most of my OneDrop beers, but I've had this uh, blueberry sour from their core range and the, still in the fridge. So I thought I'd, um, at least do something from the same state. Yeah, right. Also, yeah. And all their beers that I've had, um, their new release beers have been very, very good as well. Yeah. That's pretty crazy. I can't, I can't believe that it's only 10 days since they've set up their um, online mm. store. Because, yeah, we were having, yeah, I think I had my first one of their beers on Wednesday. Mm. So, yeah, that's like super quick turnaround, especially to get it delivered down to Melbourne, because I think we ordered on the first day, so yeah, yeah. Because we all sp- we all sp- we all spoke about it because they didn't have an online store. It was just a you know subscribe online store coming soon. Yeah, and I think I I messaged Harriet on Facebook and I was like, oh, like, is there any way we can get some of your beers down here? I've heard really good things, and she's like, oh, online stores launched. I'm like, that must have happened within the past like twenty four hours. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. So if people actually, obviously, Paul, you've sipped and drank the entire thing. I've been drinking the Kelly for the entirety of this episode. Yes, that was my um, that was my four p.m. Friday, Friday work conference drinks beer. Mm. Well, it's a good beer for that. Um, Very what much are our first so. impressions or um, late impressions for you, Paul? It's it's a classic. Classic West Coast, Coast IPA. IPA. Yeah. It's yeah, exactly good. what it should be. No, it's nice to have bitterness in a beer. It's nice to have like a good malt in an IPA. Which is hella dank. Hella dank. Yeah, it's, it's super weird drinking this style and being like, oh yeah, remember when IPAs were like this? <laughs> remember when IPAs were IPAs? <laughs> My day. Bloody <laughs> you did get. No, no fucking haze in this. Oh yeah, that's that's... That's definitely a clear boy. Mm. Look at so, that. See? Mm. Oh, oh, I, I mm. see your clear boy and I raise your clear boy. Oh, Look at no, that. It's, it's, not really, uh, it's not really liking it on the, uh, on the virtual background here. It's pretty weird. 
That's that's the uh, purple color of the blueberry sour as well. If you're interested in that, it's very. Look at this. Looks a lot more purple. The way. I'm so proud yeah. of us. But no, it's nice. It's nice drinking something that's not hazy for a change because it, it's been a while actually. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I I agree. I agree. It's sort of um, uh, you you look at it and you think. Isn't, isn't that supposed to be hazy? Then it's like, oh no, that's meant to be like this. Yeah, that's right. So weird. Yeah. So bizarre. No oats. <laughs> yep, no oats. No oats were harmed in the making of this beer. <laughs> um, should we read some untapped reviews? Uh, yes. sure. Do you want the um? Do you want the words off the can? Is that is that useful stuff for this? Oh yeah, let's do that. All right. Uh, I'll read it off untapped because it's easier to read it from untapped than from the can, but it's mm. what's written on the can. Uh, throwing some citrus and pine from our mountain's lime to supply some sunshine to our top hill, to our hilltop scene and bringing the bitter back in the variety of the notorious West Coast style time. Might as well find some, t- find some time to put up that Hollywood sign right up in lights on Mount Solitary because line upon line of Pacific hot pines are added multiple times into its multi-sea from California coast to MCBC, yeah, it ain't just the yeast that's come back to Cali. So I'm pretty sure if I'd read it off the can, maybe the rhyming would have worked better than when I read yeah, it off the it's, it's It's definitely written like it's meant to be a poem, but mm. I'm not sure. Uh, I mean, because the, like the, the second line, uh, uh, it's pine and line, then sunshine, but then top scene. Uh, it... it, it I'm not sure if it's an ent- entirely a proper poem or not. So I'm, I'm wondering if I'm, I'm has any guess that the name could be a reference to the Biggie and Jay Z song going back to Cali. Yeah, I, I would say it's definitely so a, a hip hop reference. Mm. Uh, it's uh, that's that's beyond my knowledge. I'll take your word for it. So what are people? I realised I had I hadn't actually checked it in yet. I haven't checked in any beers from Friday or Saturday. Actually, Saturday was an alcohol-free day. I've checked in any of my Friday beers. Christoph, um, so I've got one from from Jim Jim M. Um, cool looking can, but not my style. Still decent. Mountain Culture Double Red is much better. Three and a half. Well, funny okay. they say that because we might be getting to that later. Yeah, Yabzel at home, obviously. Um, great West Coast. Any brew that gets two packs stuck in your head gets an extra 0.5. So I don't know why he doesn't have Biggie or Jay Z in his head instead of two pack, but. Uh, so, yeah, Lethal, uh, also at home. California Love, cue the, cue the Chili Peppers, Q2 Pack, Q the Beach Boys, Q Mulder. Makes me wish I was at the Merriweather Beach on a summer's day or playing soccer for CHUFC, presumably against Redhead, or Cardiff, Cardiff, the true enemy, four and a half out of five. Who's yeah, CHUFC, do you reckon, Paul? Oh. Who's CHUFC, do you reckon? Playing soccer for CHUFC. So, not sure. something, something you, you like university football club? United, uh, United football yeah. club? Yeah, uh, yeah. Or, or they might be in the same league as Cardiff, because if Cardiff are the true enemy, then they must be like, you know, some sort of traditional rival. Cardiff something something football club, yeah. Anyway, we can, that, that, that is not a conversation we need to have now. No. Um, Tom W., uh, classic West Coast IPA, chewy malts with a big pine and citrus hoppiness. 
and a bit of Simcoe resin for good measure, four stars. Um, coat maker, um, purchased at Bucket Boys. Wow, with a U. Um, all caps, M-F-W-A-U-L. I guess that means motherfucking wow. Uh, best beer I've had in a long time, straight up OG Westie, 4.5. Uh, Lachlan D, also at home. Strong upfront hops, tropical punch, and a nice boozy finish. All in Ekikar's retro can, purchased at Mountain Culture itself. Uh, four and a half out of five. Yeah, uh, Dave, at home, surprisingly. Uh, amazing. Gonna go buy every can I can find at the bottle o 4.75. Um, just as an aside, because um, I was just saying when this is brewed, it was brewed on the 27th of March, but um, on the bottom of the can it says, keep them separated. Yeah. Also, also my favourite thing, packaged on dates. Yes. Yes. Not best befores, oh. packaged on. But the, the, amount, the amount of um, like breweries, I'll, oh, sorry, not breweries, like bottle shops I'll go to and I'll see an IPN and say, Oh, I haven't seen that in a while. And then my my second thought is like, right, let's see when it was actually packaged. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. it was actually brewed. And as you look, it's like, oh, that that's it's the same batch. Because it's because uh, it's eight months old. And it's like, oh, this is a stout. That might be good. But this it's is like, like yeah. it's like and this is it's right. like going to, it's like going to the Great Northern Hotel where you're still drinking Lagunitas from like 2012. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Great Northern. Uh, all right, uh, Marcus D. Tops, 4.25. And then Jim C, fucking tops, 4.5. <laughs> no, one up you. So one, one fucking is worth 0. 0.25. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> um, all right, the obvious question, what do we think about this beer? Um, I'm going to go first. I Yeah, I really like it. I think this is really, really solid West Coast IPA. Basically, is everything that I expect it to be. I'm really liking the, yeah, that, you know, piney, resiny taste, which I, 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 as I was saying, I think I've just become unused to it because, yeah, I just haven't had a proper West Coast IPA for ages. So, yeah, I'm going to give this a solid. It needs more haze. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to give it a solid. I'm, it, it, it's, I'll say between a 4 and a 4.25. I'm, I'm going to give it a 4 just on the basis that I may just be like overreacting to, yeah, not having had anything like this for a while. Mm. Yeah, I'm, I'm really enjoying it. Um, yeah, it's, it's really nice to get resin in beer again, like in that yeah. sort of cloying stickiness you get from like a dank West Coast IPA. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to give it a 4. I think it's, yeah, it's... Probably the best West Coast I've had in a long time. Mm. Big statement. I'm, uh, I'm also oscillating between a four and a four point two five, but um, so I'm more finely oscillating between a four point one and a four point two. Yeah, thanks. Paul. Um, That's I, very helpful. I, sure. I remember, I remember really, really liking it um, when I had it a couple of days ago. So um, I think same thing. I want to just drink a few more top-notch West Coast IPAs just to be like, okay, I'm back into the groove of the style and what it's all about. So I'm going to give it a 4.1. Nice. Um, I am, I'm keeping it simple. I'm a, I am I think it's just, I mean, I love West Coast IPAs and I think this is, this is a 4.25 for me. It's just balanced. It's nice. It's just well done. Yeah. 
So, I guess on that note, we have to go off and drink another beer. Oh, and if anyone's interested, I'll give the blueberry sour a. Uh, I'm giving it please, a, please a, three, a three. So interesting that we had this at the the brewery, and I gave it a four back then. That was on tap in can. I'm giving it a three point eight. I don't think it's a four. Well, maybe a bit sweeter than I remembered, but it's really good. It's like got a nice sour tang to it. Very much tastes like blueberries. It's a good beer. All right. Yeah, so is fun. that the core? Is that a core range one? I think so. I mean, the can, it's like a core range can. Yeah, because I remember us having the, the sour up there before they gave us the one off the tank. Yeah. Mm, mm. Um, Jeff, can I just say that I'm very happy that, is that Totoro has joined us? It is, yeah, he is. Hello. Hello, Totoro. I was feeling, uh, I was feeling left out, so he uh, decided to come, come have a beer with us. That makes sense. <laughs> Um, if people don't know who that is, um, my, my, check out My Neighbor Totoro on Netflix. It's from Studio Ghibli. They're like Japan's Netflix. They're fucking awesome. And, and they're on Netflix. Yeah. So, yeah, that's good. Japan's Netflix. <laughs> no, J- Japan's, Japan's Pixar. Disney. Japan's oh, yeah. Disney, yeah. yeah. Pixar. <laughs> so, and, uh, even to the point where I think it was P- um, Pixar pretty much funded, making sure that um, uh, from a certain point, all of their releases got to the States. And they made sure they did all the translations because they thought everyone else was fucking them up. <laughs> so I, I, I got a lot of time for that. Anyway, um, let's pause and come back with an, an equally awesome or maybe, maybe even more awesome beer. And we are back and we're on to our last beer. And this beer is one that's kind of close to my heart but only kind of indirectly. So when, when Paul texted through and said, uh, we're, right, we're going to order all, the, all these beers from Mountain Culture, and he sent, and I looked at the website, and it's like, well, you know, that's, that's a lot of money for a beer that I'd never had before. And, um, and then so I was like, no, 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 I'll, I'll sit, sit, sit this one out. And then Paul instantly responded with, yes, but you know that the brewer is, from, uh, brewer is the um, guy who made the film and tenant. And it's like, all right, I'll take six of the red. Um, uh, that it was that simple i was sitting on my cash and i saw that message it's like right well that's that problem so um i believe i said chances are chances that it's gonna be shit (laughs) exactly (laughs) and i mean as someone who did buy six and this is the the fourth of those six it does not disappoint um uh, i am going to show you the cans and you can all find your own cop uh, own cans of it um, it looks like it looks like an '80s uh, jumper, but it really is a regular beer. Um, it's a double dry hopped uh, with all star. Sorry, double dry hopped with an all star cast of American hops. This beer is bursting with flavour and more tropical fruits than Carmen Miranda's hat. <laughs> yeah, right. Which I think is a nice touch. Um, although uh, any of our younger listeners probably will have to Google who Carmen Miranda is. They'll probably know as soon as they see the picture. They'll be like, "Oh, I know Good that." Point. Good point. I'll yeah, probably need like to Google it as well for that matter. I don't think I don't know. Yeah. Ah, but, but when you I see got... the picture, you will. Yeah. Is, that, I really know. is that the name? Yeah. Okay. I mean, I, I I can only see in my head like that same picture that I think we're all thinking of with like the giant yeah. hat full of like pineapples and apples and everything. But yeah. I yep. can't. But no idea who she is. No idea whatsoever. Nah. Um, it's, yeah, you're not. You're not helping me. It's not. I'll, I'll just. I'll just get on the. Uh, yeah, mm. I'll just. 
figure it out. Yeah, it's fine. Can... <laughs> 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 I mean, I'm sure there's some sort of, you know, share screen capability here, but I'm not sure if I can be bothered trying to rig it up. Uh, yeah, yeah there is. I'm sure I can. Let me, uh, let me and Where's that? Uh, maybe you got to okay, you got to type in fruit hat. Yeah, there um, we go. This is still not triggering any synapses. Oh bugger! All right, I can't. Help but that's you fine. Either. That's fine. That just that just means I'm ignorant, which is true. So it's yeah. okay. It's okay. How do you share screen on this? I think there's like a share screen button down at the, the top there. Oh, well, it could be. Up I there. don't know. Or at the bottom, no, there's a, at know. the bottom, there's a share, oh, share screen. screen. Oh, it's, it's a massive yeah. green button. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the one, the one mark share screen. That one. <laughs> yeah. So does, right. that's not. Is that working? That that yep. is. Yep, that is coming, Miranda. Wow. So, okay. so yeah, more fruit than coming around his hat. But, damn. Look, I mean, the <laughs> the worst the worst part is I don't really, in my mind, I don't really consider. Um, I don't really think of Carmen Miranda's hat when I think of this beer. I just think it's, I, I, I just think of, to me, I think of um, uh, that because it does taste very similar to the original former tenant. And to me, that's what I think of when I think of this beer. Former so, former tenant. The former former tenant. Like, um, for, for, <laughs> former tenant senior. Um, I, I, I just, yeah, I, I, it makes me gush. What do, what do other people think? Yeah, no, this, uh, like as soon as soon as you say that, like it does take me back to being at Gabs, maybe probably the f- the year before I started coming with you guys, so four four-ish years ago, Something and like that, yeah. just before the end of a session, my brother going, "Oh, you've got to try this beer that I had before," <laughs> getting a full glass of former tenant just before the bell going went. And drinking that going, holy shit, like this is a great red IPA. And then not seeing Modus in Melbourne for another two years. Yeah, right. Oh. And being like, and like trying to find it and it popping up on that uh, Hopster Home website that used to, it used mm. to sell cannibals. Yeah. So one, I just bought six liters of it for Christmas. <laughs> It was the only way I could get it in Melbourne. <laughs> I, I, I just solid. love that the reaction is let's buy six liters of it. Let's not buy one. Let's buy six. Full of the liters. It was yeah. three or six, and I was like, I can get my yeah. brother to subsidize this because he loves this beer as well. <laughs> yeah, nice. Um, uh, Paul, Jeff, what do you guys think of this? Uh, so on that topic, Ashley, Ashley P at home, such a smooth multi-bread IPA, grab me a six pack and see you later, 4.25 out of five. So not six litres, but a six mm. pack. Mm. Similar reaction to me. Yeah. I like this one that I saw. It was uh, Chris F, God of Beers, five stars. But he earned the, earned the badge drinking your paycheck, which I've never seen before. And that's when you have six or more beers on a Friday after five. Ah, yeah, <laughs> we would have we ever got that a long time ago. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. They have released a whole bunch of uh, new beers recently, though I noticed uh, new uh, badges. All right, mm. are they quarantine badges? I think yeah, they're more related to yeah stuff you can get while you're quarantining. 
I do like the whole untapped at home badge. Sorry, untapped at home location. Location, yeah, yeah. makes a lot of sense. Mm. Yeah. Um, Jason C at home, a great red IPA, big boozy multi hoppy with a nice bit of finish. Four point three five out of five. Purchased at Ties Hill Cellars, wherever that is. Don't know what the um, state. Newcastle. Eric. Eric Beck uh, purchased at the brewery. Very decent red. Okay, symbol. Nice roasted toffee with a good hot balance. Love a good red. 4.2. I love this one. So Gavin C, 3.75, current tenant. (laughs) (laughs) And the picture. I'm not sure if that's coming through. The picture is him on a Zoom call with the the double red. That's great. (laughs) Uh, Scott B., very nicely done. The reason I don't usually drink red IPAs is that almost no one does them well. Thankfully, some do. 4.25. Uh, Chris F. Purchased at the Bottle of Lambton. Fell asleep, woke up, and here we are. 4.5. I know the feeling. <laughs> That's like every night now. Um, give me a couple more. You go Jack D. First trip to the Blue Mountains once we get out of lockdown, 4.25. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I kind of agree with that. Um, David, uh, David M, uh, purchased at Beer Cartel. Too much for me, though is a good one if you like that style. Three stars. Awkward, but fair. Um, one, more, one more? I'll give you one more. Uh, yeah. Kerry W at the Brew Pen. What a bang and red, chewy candy malt, a little toffee, tropic, tropical and citrus hops, hops, nice bitterness. These guys can do no wrong. Purchased at Beer Cartel Bottle Shop. Four out, four point five out of five. Nice. Um, all right. It goes about saying, um, uh, what do we p- think about this beer? And uh, be as like you know, uh, be as gushy as you want. It's okay to love this beer. <laughs> hey, you go, I'm, I'm a big fan. It's been it's been a while since I've had, I like, I think the most of the time when I have a red IPA, it's the butcher. Mm. You don't really see that many around nowadays. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. This is like punchy, big malt, which is what I want, and then like nice, like real big hops. So it's not super, not super toffee. It's still got that like citrus piney hit to it. It's yeah, I'm real happy with this. Mm. Uh, Paul? Um, yeah, it's, um, yeah, it's, I think it's got all those, it's got the, yeah, the, the, the malt, the caramel, the toffee, uh, sweetness to it, but not overly sweet. It's exactly what you want from a red IPA. Um, I was just checking through. So for tenant, when I first ever tried that, it was 4.25 and then it always gives you your first rating is what sticks in the whole, whole Time, so I think if, if former tenant is stuck there at a 4.25, this has to be a 4.3. You, you and your bloody paid for untapped. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff? Yeah, it's really good. Um, just, yeah, just, I think the last thing really summed up well, just, yeah, just malty, biscuity, delicious. Um, yeah, I'm liking it a lot. But, yeah, I think this, this, this episode really been just beers in styles that I've not had very often recently. I reckon like everything I've had recently has either been a hazy IPA, an Imperial Sour or an Imperial Stout. So it's been a, it's been a long time between 
uh, this, yeah, the old classics and say, I'm really liking this. Um, I, I, I think I think it's a solid four as well, like the previous one. Um, I think you summed it up well. Um, I, I, to me, this is a, to, to me, this is a, um, a four point, I want to say 4.5, but then I feel like I'm, um, you know, it, it kind of cuts off that, cuts, cuts up off that avenue to get um, even better than that because I don't feel like I'd give that many beers beyond that. But Let's just leave me out old, old mate Dave's uh, three stars because he didn't like the star. That's your bonus <laughs> point because you do like the star. It's true. Um, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go 4.25. I think this is a magnificent beer um, and there's a lot of ev- emotional value I've got in this which makes me feel very happy. Um, well, you can thank DJ and Harriet. They're standing right behind me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Um, it's just, it's such a good beer. It makes me really happy to drink it. Yeah, sorry, I should say uh, 4.25 for me as well. Oh, yeah, sorry. Um, oh, I blame Zoom. So... Um, do we have anything more that we need to add before we finish up this? Um, no, I guess most of our Victorian listeners will have quarantinies ordered. So next episode, maybe that'll be a big one yeah. to talk to. Maybe we'll smash smash through yeah. a few beers from that. Yeah. Um, that could be mo- that could be multiple episodes. Yeah, but I mean, just yeah, keep supporting your local breweries. Local breweries, local venues, everything. Just support everything. Local, local yeah. importers, you know. Mm. They can be foreign beers, but, you know, the distributors yep. and importers also need support. Just, mm. I, think, yeah. I think, again, yeah, I think it's basically anything that you want to be open at the end of all this is stuff that you should try and, you know, support, you know, in mm. whatever way you can to, you know, if, if you can, obviously. Like, there are obviously people who are going through um, their yeah. own kind of, you know, financial hardship at the moment as well. But if you can... Then you know, I reckon yeah, to the extent that possible, yeah, definitely. Um, just yeah, just keep trying to keep the places that you like afloat. Yeah, and also, um, yeah, if you aren't already on it, the hashtag keeping local alive, because yep. that'll have all the links if you need to find web stores or you know bars that are open, breweries that are doing deliveries or pickups. Yeah, hit us up if you got any specific questions. We probably have an answer to what your question might be in regards oh, oh, to that oh, sort of stuff. Or we can make it up vaguely and then hope for the best. <laughs> yeah, we'll know someone who doesn't know the answer. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But, or we'll make that up as well. I'm, I mean, I'm, <laughs> I'm okay with all of these options. Um, okay. This has been the very first video Brunswick Beer Collective. Um, we have been uh, Carl Campbell. Sam. We've been Paul Christoph. You know where to find me. We've been Jeffrey Chi. And we've been Chris Jordan, and we will talk to you all eventually soon. Eventually, <laughs> in in Thank a given you. time. In the given time. <laughs> <laughs> See you. See ya. See ya. See ya.